You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad and uh, coming up at the end of the month there is a conference in Dublin at the Clinton Institute and it is Diaspora Diplomacy Development and uh, Liam Kennedy is the director at the Clinton Institute. Liam, thanks a million for coming along to have a chat and first of all I'm going to say welcome and what is the Clinton Institute all about? How was it established? Why was it established? And uh, why is it called the Clinton Institute? Hello, Austin. Uh, greetings from Dublin. Well, the Clinton Institute was founded approximately 13 years ago, and it was created on behalf of the Irish government as a way of symbolically thanking President William Jefferson Clinton for his work and the work of his administration um, with the peace process in Northern Ireland. I'm sure you're aware that was uh, and remains a very important part of the history of this island. Um, and it uh, was significant, uh, the role that was undertaken by President Clinton. He, he helped break something of a logjam there, um, and we, uh, we honour him in this country for that reason. Uh, so the Institute was formed initially with uh, President Clinton's name, and over time we have developed as an institute for the study of um, the United States, not just domestically, but its role in the world, its relationship with Europe, its relationship with Ireland, um, and a lot of our work now in teaching and in research and in outreach is in those, uh, in those spaces, in those areas. On that basis then, would you have many American students coming and uh, American academics coming to participate and attend and learn? Yes, we do. I mean, uh, academics uh, come here and join us regularly for our larger events, our conferences and so on. Uh, students come to attend our courses. Um, one of our more popular courses here is on Ireland and the United States, and quite a few of the uh, uh, undergraduate students, the, uh, the year abroad students or semester abroad students from the U.S., uh, take those courses. They have a very strong interest in the Irish-U.S. relationship, uh, and they like to learn more about it. Now, being called the Clinton Institute and accepting that it was um, encouraged with the government, has the Clinton Foundation anything to do with you guys? Well, we have a good relationship with the foundation. Um, they do not provide us with funding. I always say that first, because that's usually the most common question. Uh, but they, they provide us with uh, support when they can, uh, sometimes in helping us uh, source uh, good speakers for events. Uh, President Clinton himself has visited here on several occasions, and on a couple of those occasions he's spoken uh, solely to the students, uh, has been very encouraging of them, and he gets quite regular reports on what they're doing. Uh, he's had um, uh, email conversations with a few who've uh, <laughs> been writing about what he did in Northern Ireland, and then they get to email the president and ask him, which is quite good. Uh, so there's support there, certainly, and friendship with the foundation, but um, it, it's not a financial uh, relationship in any shape or form. So given the amount of time and effort that you guys also would put into um, this particular topic, would the Irish government draw on your resources from time to time when it would come to them better trying to understand what's going on or obtain information? Yes, on certain occasions uh, with certain uh, topics. Um, uh, and in fact, the, the topic of this conference that's forthcoming is a good example. Um, because in that instance, um, we have worked with the Department of Foreign Affairs here in Ireland uh, in thinking about some of the topic areas. They've even given us a bit of support in bringing in a couple of speakers from outside of Ireland. So there are ways in which we will work with them. Um, as you may know, the government of Ireland now has a diaspora policy and a diaspora minister. So this is an area of, 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 real, of real interest and significance, and growing significance, I think, for the government. Uh, 
Um, but not only the Irish government, a lot of governments now are realizing that those people who left over long periods and their descendants often have a strong relationship with the country that was left. Uh, so many governments are now are thinking of fresh ways to, to reach out and engage those folks. So before we talk about the conferences coming up at the end of the month, um, what other topics would you have covered in the past at previous conference? Oh, a great range. Uh, we've done quite a lot on contemporary American affairs. Um, there's a, a strong constituency of students who have an interest in that, and equally there's a strong interest here in Ireland in contemporary affairs, and the United States, of course, is always playing a key role globally in some shape. So um, those might be focused on U.S. foreign policy, or perhaps they're focused on the transatlantic relationship, or how we're all responding to Brexit, or or maybe the interest in this side of Atlantic in uh, in in the United States' new president. Then leading on to the to the diaspora itself, uh, as you mentioned, that many governments are coming to understand and realise that the diaspora represent an asset. <coughs> this conference. Um, what are you hoping to achieve? Well, uh, first of all, we want to bring together people from different parts of the world who are engaging diaspora or who are members of diaspora and are involved in reaching back to their origin state. So people in those situations are working in lots of different sectors. Um, clearly, we have people who work within the government sectors, but we also have non-governmental people working for international organizations, um, people work civil society, um, corporate um, sector is another one where it's really strong interest. So there's there's a lot of interest in it because folks are engaging diaspora for very different reasons. So if you take governments, they're mostly engaging them in terms of economic development or seek foreign direct investment, knowledge transfer, or or, or perhaps some tourism. Um, but there are other people working. They ask for other reasons. Maybe it's to try and um, think fresh ways about dealing with global migration to, to obviously a huge issue. Uh, so there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot to discuss. And of course, we tend oftentimes to be very parochial in our thinking, and by that I would mean that the Irish kind of think look on ourselves as being the center of the universe so when it comes to diaspora that's really all there's to talk about but as you just rightly pointed out this is very much a global issue it is and actually in the past we ourselves here I think have been a bit parochial in myself my colleagues worked quite a lot on the Irish diaspora I ran a large conference last year on global Irish diaspora any countries involved but this event is, is different the Irish component's quite small uh, what we're looking at here is global diaspora and we're trying to pair ideas and notes about what's going on in very, very different parts of the world. And looking at the different parts of the world, I know within Canada that there are two sets of figures relative to the Irish uh, component, um, and it's purely got to do with the method of census. Uh, there's about 4 million people who would claim to have Irish heritage, but on the Quebec side, there's probably about another 3 million, but that's not documented in the same way. But on a population right. here, there's about 7 million, 7.5 million, who would yeah. see themselves as having Irish heritage, and a huge number in the U.S., as you know, also. Yes, I believe those, those, those figures seem to be fairly accurate, but I, I, I say fairly because it can be difficult to pin these numbers down. Um, so if we take the U.S. census of 2010, 34.5 million people ticked the Irish heritage box. 
You know, it's a huge number of people. But it's, it's, it's difficult to know really what ticking that box means. You know, does it mean they feel Irish on St. Patrick's Day and nothing else? Or does it mean that they're somehow Irish to the bone and it's the most important part of their identity? So I think that we, we don't do really as much about the diaspora as we'd like to. And so one of the research projects we've launched here is to look more deeply into the question of who are the American Irish diaspora? What are their worldviews? Um, how do they vote? How do they think? What are their values? Where do they live? What do they think of Ireland? What do they think of President Trump? <laughs> so we're, we're actually doing research on all of those questions as I speak. So at the end of the month, at the conference, uh, what type of uh, or what kind of numbers are you expecting and hoping to attend? Well, it, it's, it's mostly an invited conference of speakers and people involved in diaspora engagement. So I guess it will be about 100 folks will come to Dublin, uh, to UCD, and we'll talk about all of those matters that I mentioned. Um, but we've got folks coming from parts of Africa, um, Australia, um, as well as, uh, you know, the, the, the more obviously settled parts of the Irish diaspora, like the United States, the UK and Canada. And I noticed you have um, Minister Cannon um, coming to do your opening address. Yes, indeed. We're very happy with that. And we were absolutely welcome that support. Uh, the minister has been incredibly active since his appointment in, in, um, in, in, in really reaching out to so many different elements of the Irish diaspora to engage them, to give them um, a, a voice in his evolving policy and to visit them. He spent a lot of time moving around the world as well. So I think it's really important that Ireland has a minister in this position. Liam, I'm really looking forward to attending the conference also. And Great. Uh, oh, I'm glad you're going to come to us. Hopefully we'll keep this weather alive here. It's pretty good at the minute. Opportunity to talk to some of the participants and share further with the listeners um, after the conference oh, yeah. uh, some of the um, subjects that were covered and some of the people who talked about things. And I want to thank you for taking the time and sharing with us this morning. Not at all, Austin. Thanks for giving us the time to talk to you, and I look forward to seeing you in Dublin. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye now. Bye now.